Inverse Genius Episode 68, Fortnightly, Sugar Bombs and Smurfs. In this episode, Don, Eric, and John Manis of the Swarmcast talk about the Saturday mornings of their youth. Hey, if you like what you hear and you'd like to support us, you can go to patreon.com slash obg. Everything that comes in from there goes to cover our monthly podcasting costs, which we appreciate. Thanks. Welcome to another episode of the Inverse Genius Fortnightly. I'm Donald Tennist. You can find me all over the wilds of the internet as well, Sphio. Today, I am thrilled to be up way too early on a Saturday morning, gorging on sugary cereal and watching silly cartoons with my two great friends. We're going to start off with the uh, guy who helped me start this show, Dr. Actually, it's too early in the morning for that. Eric Dewey. Hey, I like it. How you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, you don't sound awake yet. Hooray! No, it's still early. And our recurring guest voice extra host, what I don't know what we call him these days, John Manus of the Swarmcast. Hey, everybody. It's good to be here. Well, you're awake. I am now. <laughs> you, you must be chucking some caffeine. That's all I'm getting from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, all right, Eric. Real quick, where can you be found on the internet? Best place to find me is ericdewey.com, where everything that's related to me can be found. John? You can find me at swarmcastpodcast.com, or if you look for somebody named Cobalt Dude, that's probably me. So anyway, today uh, we are doing a theme show where we're going to be talking about our favorite Saturday morning cartoons, and if there's any cartoons that we have lately that we're super excited about. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to look back real quick at some of the stuff we've talked about before and see if there's any updates or excitements or whatever that we have about that. Uh, and so have you all, uh, you know, had anything to say about things that we've previously discussed on the show? Like uh, how many pounds of uh, YouTube channels has John eaten or, or whatever uh, since the last we talked? Well, speaking of YouTube, uh, uh, Bruce had pointed out to me that Banana Ball, they have like entire episodes on YouTube now. So if you wanted to watch Banana Ball, all you have to do is fire up YouTube and type in Banana Ball and you'll see full episodes. So I'm excited about that. Nice. I may try that. See if uh, Connie has any, I'm going to spring it on my wife real, you know, and she's not expecting it and we'll see what she thinks because I I can't imagine that it's going to be something I'd be motivated to watch by myself. But if I find someone else who's willing to, to go down that route with me, then I'm all in. If we could do some sort of group watch, that might be hilarious. It could be. John, how about yourself? Uh, well, just a, a couple quick updates about some stuff we've talked about before. I've been um, I've been catching up on 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 Owl House, and um, I'm still thoroughly enjoying that show. Um, I know I really enjoyed Gravity Falls. I think I enjoy Owl House probably more than gravity falls and that's saying a lot mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. and then yeah and then uh i know i talked about probably <laughs> i know i've talked about a lot of transformer stuff but i talked specifically about that that netflix uh war for cybertron trilogy and um the more i think about it the more i'm like yeah i don't really want to recommend that show to anybody it's not that great <laughs> conceptually it was stronger than the execution is that where we're going yeah there were some choices they made as far as voice acting that were not great right i mean it, it is kind of weird because if you're excited about something while it's going on then you definitely want to share it with people because that's <laughs> one of the things we do but then then as as they go on you might start to think well maybe that that didn't work so well and I think I was sort of that way with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which you know started off super great, and uh-huh. then you began to feel sort of the pains of of the pandemic. You're like, well, it didn't end as strongly as it started. Yeah, but but related to that, I will say I did thoroughly enjoy the last two episodes of Moon Knight um, immensely. Mm. That was that was a super fun show, especially right down toward towards the end when you get to some of the more interesting psychology and cosmology related stuff. 
I it really pulled everything together. I I had a friend who hated the show from you know the get go and everything that he complained about, and he quit watching it. And I was like, oh, Ugh. I should tell him that they address most of his issues. Uh, but <laughs> and, and some of his other issues were just personal taste that he he said were outright absolutes in the world. And so I'm like, well, whatever. Hmm. But I think that they addressed so many of the concerns later in the later episodes that it's like, Oh, this all does sort of make a certain kind of internal sense. Um, uh, that, that was pretty cool. Uh, Oh, I started watching the new Obi-Wan show. It is better than the book of fat, but not as good as Mandalorian. I will continue to watch it. So that's all I have to say about it right now. I'm not going <laughs> to recommend it to anyone. You know, if you want it, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, <laughs> did you have any other updates for us? Uh, I've consumed about 20 pounds of YouTube video. Uh, no, that's it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So speaking of consuming, before we leap into our Saturday morning cartoons, we have to go and grab ourselves a great big bowl of cereal and, and sit down on the beanbag chair or the couch or five inches away from the television, whatever it is. So what is it that you have from your childhood as your favorite uh, types of cereal? I've got two or three favorites that I, that I would be perfectly happy to give myself diabetes with. Uh, but Eric, Eric, what did you have as your favorite cereal when you were doing the Saturday morning cartoon thing? Well, I really loved marshmallows. So Count Chocula Ooh. is probably my favorite, I guess. But, uh, you know, Lucky Charms, anything with marshmallows in it, I was uh, I was down with. Strong choices. Strong choices. Uh, <laughs> how about you, John? All right. So it's early Saturday morning um, and I'm a little kid watching TV. So I'm eating one of three things. I'm eating either mm. Smurf. I'm either eating Smurfberry Crunch. Oh my gosh! Okay. Pac-Man cereal or uh. Donkey Kong cereal. <laughs> wow. Okay. None of those are uh, did I even think of? Which doesn't mean there were bad choices. I <laughs> I remember Smurfberry Crunch. Now that you mention it, I was like, okay, that's that's good. But. Um, I'll tell you the stupid TV ads for Smurfberry Crunch where they right. sang that little song to whichever piece right. of classical music that was. Every single time I hear that piece of music, I always think Smurfberry Crunch is fun to eat. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so <clears throat> my my three, if I, if I, was, if I was naming three cereals, uh, the first one would probably be Fruity Pebbles. Oh, yeah. Right. I forgot about Cocoa Pebbles. Don't, I don't yeah, know I why. Big, yeah, I was not a big fruity cereal fan, but Cocoa Pebbles were the bomb. Um, you know, I, I probably like the cocoa uh, flavors, Cocoa Crisp or Cocoa Puffs or whatever, but no, that's, that's not not in the top choices. Next one would be uh, Peanut Butter Crunch. Oh, yeah. Because I love, love myself the Peanut Butter Cap'n Crunch. I like normal Cap'n Crunch, too, but it tended to shred the inside of my mouth because you're basically eating little hard pointy rocks they're like the, the doritos of cereal um <laughs> and then the other one that's that's not as well known today would have been quisp oh, oh yeah, wow right not just because it had an alien on it but i thought it was very tasty so <laughs> there we go now now we have our big bowls of cereal in front of us we're ready for our sugar fueled um you know so much sugar that it's a mind-altering substance sit down in front of the television and, and and start watching videos from back in the one. At the end of this, we're going to talk about some of the more recent stuff that we are all into. So it is still following sort of a fortnightly, Hey, this is something we're excited about now, but what shows were you most looking forward to when you woke up in the morning on Saturday and you knew that your parents were going to be sleeping in because maybe they had uh, partied too much with a bridge club on Friday night or whatever. Uh, but, uh, yeah. What, what is it that you, that you look forward to in the morning, John, Saturday morning, what do you turn it on? All right. So depending on what, depending on how old I am, is really going to determine which of these, uh, right. Um, so, yeah. so, so when I was a kid, uh, you know, the, the kids were all going to the arcades and throwing quarters in video games. So a lot of the cartoons I tended to watch, 
oddly enough, where video game themed. So I, I was really big into the Pac-Man cartoon. Um, and there was this show that used to come on called Saturday Supercade, which had cartoons based off of Frogger and Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. and Qbert and Space Ace and Kangaroo. So if you're not if you're not familiar with the video game Kangaroo, go ask your um, go ask your grandparents about that. <laughs> I don't even remember Kangaroo, but I have had oh. concussions since then. So <laughs> it, was, it was pretty fun. It was the little platformer, you know, Burger Time, Donkey Kong type, and you were this kangaroo. You had a punch button. You could you could box yeah. stuff that came too close to you. All right. It was it was very similar to the um, Popeye. The Popeye, uh, oh yeah, yeah, video game. Oh, and Cubert. Cubert was a big one on there too. I don't know if I mentioned Cubert, right? You you did, but that's okay. That's fine. Cubert was probably one of my favorites. Eric, how about yourself? Yeah, it, again, it depends on how old I am. But there were some, some pretty much constants, and one of which was the Looney Tunes. Any any Looney mm-hmm. Tunes show. Um, so there was like a Looney Tunes Bugs or Looney Bugs Bunny Roadrunner show or the Looney Tunes Hour and stuff. Anyway, so it's just obviously just repackaging of, of the various Looney Tunes, but that created my long term love for the Looney Looney Tunes. So I, I've always been a huge Warner Brothers cartoon fan because of that. I absolutely feel that. In fact, when I was a kid, there was a place at one of the the malls uh, near where my grandparents lived before they moved out into to near Lake Ten Keller that when I would visit them, my grandfather and I would go for a walk and they had a strange little kiosk, kind of like an oversized video game machine, the ones you'd sit down in or a photo booth. You could put in put in money and watch videos. And I remember also watching them there. Um but uh which I guess we we should real quick not not delve into this too much is you're talking Saturday morning viewing and mm-hmm. I, I, we, I went and looked up lists of, hey, Saturday morning cartoons from the 70s and the 80s when I cared about such things a lot. Um, because once we got into the 90s, I cared a little bit more about sleep than I did about cartoons. But they had a lot of non-cartoon shows listed in the cartoon lists. And that was kind of like, this oh, is not like, a cartoon. Like the Sid and Mary Croft stuff. like Yes, the, or yeah. Shazam or what mm-hmm. have you. Shazam and Isis and... Oh my gosh! Yes, I love Shazam and Isis, and um, what was Wild Boy, Bigfoot and Wild Boy? So Bigfoot was of course oh, gosh. The character that was a yeah. six million dollar man, and then they did mm-hmm. a spinoff <laughs> Saturday morning show where he and this kid named Wild Boy, who's functionally Tarzan, would uh, you know team up and, and do adventures. And it was you know because we're talking a block of about two to three hours in in the morning. And so Bigfoot Wild Boy was on right at the end of that block. And so I was all sugared up. I just watched a ton of cartoons and Wild Boy's just running around nature and stuff. So whenever that show was over, you know, little eight-year-old Eric would go out in the backyard and just run like crazy because I had all this pent-up energy and I wanted to do what Bigfoot and Wild Boy were doing. <laughs> but between what you said and what, what I mentioned earlier, it brings up a, a big question. Why Saturday morning cartoons? Why was that a big deal? I have my own theory. Why do you think that that sort of holds a spot in our hearts today? Or, I mean, from back then, that it doesn't necessarily mean as much to kids today and wasn't a thing before us too much? Well, I think there's a couple of things. There's the, because it's really started in the 70s, maybe maybe the late 60s, but started in the 70s and then Mm -hmm. ended in the 90s. And I think it's, a first of all, there wasn't a lot of TV watching at that time of the day. Right. The adults didn't get up and immediately flip on the TV. Uh, And so they needed to put something in there and you could generate you needed a great place to put all of those toy ads that you wanted to sell to various companies. And Uh so that helps kind of which leads a lot into the 80s where they sort of loosened up a lot of the, the laws regarding advertising to kids. And then you ended up with cartoons that were functionally advertisements for toys, you know, GI Joe and whatnot. So, uh, I think that's, that's quite a bit of it there. You know, my thoughts were uh, that, Hey, when dad got home from work, uh, who took control of the one TV that was in the house, (laughs) right? Mm -hmm. When, uh, when there was a sports show on in the, on the weekends, uh, who had complete control or when news was on, 
who, who got to say what was on TV Saturday morning before anyone else got up the kid. That was when the kids controlled the house, right? right. Like, ah, we're going to mm-hmm. go and we're going to watch this. So you had that sort of that, that freedom. Connie said, Hey, the freedom from parents, uh, <laughs> which is true. I mean, you know, you're still in the safe spot where your parents are at home, but uh, you have that sort of, you know, autonomy of, this is my choice. I get to put on something that interests me, no matter how dumb it is. How, I mean, how often did you find yourself sitting there and watching cartoons that maybe you didn't even like that much because you were in control of the TV and by golly, you're going to watch something because this one magic box that you have in the house is available to you. Whereas now how many screens do you have in your house? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm looking, I'm looking at two screens right now. Plus there's another big one in the living room here and then everybody has a phone and there's tablets and, and stuff like that. So there's not a restriction when things happen. And also of course, broadcast is not an issue anymore because we all have streaming. So I think that this sort of gave rise to the golden age of Saturday morning cartoons after school cartoons, the same way that uh, mid afternoons was soaps, uh, you know, and early evenings was game shows and all that because we were sort of you know limited to what was being broadcast as well as which demographics were spending money at what time. And no mother was going to get up and watch a specific thing on Saturday morning back <laughs> in the seventies when she had to deal with family at that point. And that's when dads had to mow the yard and et cetera, et cetera. So, you know, yeah. See, and I, yeah. and I think one of the other things that, well, I was going to say one of the other things that, that I think um, really put the put the blow on um, the death blow, as it were, on Saturday morning cartoons was video games, video game consoles. You know, not only did we have the Atari, but then Nintendo, the NES really kind of put the kibosh on a lot of kids waking up to, to watch Saturday morning cartoons because now they were all just like, oh, I got to get up so I can play Metroid or Duck Hunt. Yeah. Right. I mean, eventually there was, you know, when, when all this started, you only had one TV in the house and uh, that was the time when you wouldn't ever buy a new TV until the old one died. But eventually the prices came down enough. It's like, well, we're going to get a better TV and we're going to put this other TV in the old room or in another room. Uh, And then now we have a thousand screens in the house, but Eric, you were going to say, well, I think the other, the other kind of kibosh on it was just the, proliferation of channels right so when we're talking mm-hmm. saturday morning cartoons you're talking functionally four channels three channels really abc cbs nbc and then fox pops up uh so everybody is watching these channels because on the independent channel they're watching you know some old movie world war ii or cowboy movie uh but then suddenly there's cable explodes and there's thousands of channels and then you get things like cartoon network now i can watch cartoons anytime and and at that point, you just sort of split up the market, and it just isn't quite as profitable anymore. Oh, yeah, great point. I, I hadn't thought about cable, which was sort of that intermediate mm-hmm. step between on-demand and, uh, yeah, back when sci-fi had sci-fi content. <laughs> right. Good old days. History had history. <laughs> yeah. One of the things before uh, before we dump into something else is if you Google, oh man, what are some of the you know fun Saturday morning cartoons? And you'll find tons of pages that will list them. And I want to say that the majority of those pages list stuff that was not shown on Saturday mornings, but mostly on weekday afternoons. Uh, your your right. X Men mm-hmm. cartoons, you, you, your uh, uh, anything from Nick for the most part, you know, Darkwing Duck uh-huh. or Chip and Dale or. You know, all of those great shows, but technically not on Saturday mornings. They were usually on weekday afternoons. Well, and, and that's, uh, so it's kind of weird because there were some shows that were Saturday morning cartoons, which is when that's when they always did the new release. And then eventually they went into syndication and they were every afternoon, right? They said, all right, we're going to do this yep. whole run of all these shows. And, th- and then there were other shows like, I definitely remember that at very least Thundercats, the premiere of it was, I think my freshman year of, of high school. So grade nine um, was in the afternoon. Yes. Uh, maybe it was sophomore, but it was in the, it was in yes. the afternoon or evening. It's like, Oh my gosh, Thundercats is coming out. You got to get home from school. Uh, you you got to make sure you get your homework done or whatever it is that you can watch this. And 
and see the see the first episode ever of this new show, which is I think probably the first time I remember being excited about a new cartoon and not just randomly stumbling upon it. Um, and then I'm sure that eventually it was a Saturday morning cartoon. Uh, and most of the stuff that I remember is my early Saturday morning cartoons was just whenever they normally appeared in the sixties that eventually they packaged them up and said, well, we've got this time to fill and we know that kids uh, have zero taste whatsoever. So let's show them these things. Yeah, that's a good point. So, Cause a lot of the, a lot of those shows were like primetime shows in the sixties, like the Flintstones and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that we've got all so, that out of the way, what are some other favorite cartoons from the Saturday morning era? Uh, well, I absolutely oh, agree boy. with your Looney Tunes. <laughs> yes. Uh, with your Looney Tunes stuff, because they were fast paced. Uh, they, they had a quick story. They, they weren't necessarily worried about filling a 30 minute format because they could say, well, we're doing this short one here um, and we're going to add all kinds of hilarity, but we're going to show four or five different little stories in that period, you know, or maybe we'll do a longer one. And so I liked that. And of course they were looking for as much cheap stuff as possible. So they used a lot of classical music because it was fairly public domain. Um, mm-hmm. But I also, also liked, uh, all the Hanna-Barbera stuff. Well, not all of it. I mean, you couldn't like all the Hanna-Barbera stuff. That would be <laughs> impossible. Uh, but I liked a lot of the Hanna-Barbera stuff. And, you know, everything from uh, Yogi Bear to uh, Space Ghost or what have you. So, uh, Space how about Ghost, you, John? Yeah. Okay. My list is going to be some... Because I, I realized I was really into some really weird, out there, esoteric... Uh, kind of cartoons so as i'm writing my list so so buckle your seatbelts, boys and girls this is <laughs> going to be interesting what was john watching on saturday mornings that really influenced him i'll start it off easy this is a good one everyone should check this one out the old dungeons and dragons cartoon oh yeah we had to mention dungeons and dragons so excited that there was mm-hmm. a dd cartoon so disappointed that it didn't really replicate anything i was doing on the tabletop <laughs> <laughs> yeah still watch it really got me yeah it really got me interested in using bullywugs as a uh, substitute for orcs most of the time so yes. there's that. no kidding no kidding <laughs> something you always ignored in the fiend folio these little frog people <laughs> mm-hmm. right right uh, but then the other kind of weird stuff i was watching was shows like robotics and in humanoids which Yes. Oh my gosh, if you want to see some weird stuff, go check out the old Inhumanoids cartoon, Robotics, which is spelled with an X at the end. And um, similar to that, the real Ghostbusters. All of those had ah, just a know. crazy animation style. Yeah, just crazy animation style and the stuff they were... They, they didn't really... I, n- I never really felt like they talked down to kids like some shows did. Um, and they weren't afraid to just say, what if, I don't know, let's have the weirdest thing possible show up on the screen. The Inhumanoids is one of those, hey, we're going to make toys and then and then create cartoons out of them, a uh, series of, yeah. of cartoons. Right. It and ro- it and robotics were, but, but um, their cartoons were bizarre, to say the least. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, uh, I was always wondering why they called the real Ghostbusters the real Ghostbusters. Uh, and it wasn't until years after the show was <laughs> gone that I found out that there was somebody else who had made a Ghostbusters cartoon it had nothing to do with the movies. So they, and they couldn't apparently sue over Ghostbusters. So they had to make the real Ghostbusters. Although I was annoyed that well, Slimer was sort of like a pet to them. <laughs> it wasn't just a cartoon. There was yeah, a live action. Oh, was that what it was? Right. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This, the, the sordid history behind Ghostbusters and the real Ghostbusters is a fascinating thing. I've watched so many YouTube videos about, I've watched 20 <laughs> pounds of YouTube videos um, based, on that very, based on that very subject. <laughs> so yeah, you know, Don, you mentioned the uh, Hanna-Barbera cartoons and I had forgotten they had, uh, they had a collection of shorter cartoons. I don't remember what the show was, but you had like the Herculoids. That was where Space Ghost was. I'm mm-hmm, trying to think right. of some of the other characters but they're all like these sort of sci-fi-ish fantasy-ish things oh my gosh yeah i just oh they were they were so cool all right so there's one i'm gonna just i'm gonna 
I'm going to describe it and let's see if we can figure out what the name of it was. There's these three, these three teenagers flying around in space on these space bikes. They each have weird powers. I think one's dressed in red and he could shoot meteorites out of his helmet or something like that. But their bad guy was this evil guy named Uglor. Oh, yeah. Hmm. And I don't know why I can't remember, but I remember I loved that show. See, I love that show so much that I can't remember the name of it. The only character I can remember is the bad guy, Uglor. <laughs> Weird. Who was like a dark side kind of character. <laughs> dark side isn't a DC supervillain. Kids ask your, your uh, great Teen Force. About that. that was Teen Force. Teen Force. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. It was Kid Comics. Wasn't there also space cops of some sort that were... Uh... That was Space Ghost. They did the same thing. No, I mean, a bunch of like Space Rangers or something who rode around on space motorcycles. um, I want to say you're you're right. Um, I know Silver Hawks was kind of like that too, but I don't think they rode around on bikes. So here's something Mm. that's funny. There's apparently only like 11 episodes of like the Herculoids. There's like 22 episodes. And these were short episodes, you know, like seven minute, 10 minute, crazy. Wow. I seemed like there was more. Yeah, I mean I loved the Herculoids. You had Gleep and Gloop and uh and, yeah. and that the, <laughs> the Triceratops looking thing with the extra legs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, a and a dragon. And a dragon. Oh, that reminds and me of dragon. dragons. The uh Godzilla had a cartoon. Oh, that's right. I'm talking about that's yes, right. and Godzuki. Godzuki theme songs you can't get out of your head. Yeah. So it was Godzilla, and then, of course, his cute little spawn. I don't know. They never really defined what Godzuki was, but he was like a little Godzilla. And uh, With they would get into adventures, usually near the ocean, and Godzilla would come out and save the day. <laughs> so it's it's funny because in the 90s, they had a Godzilla cartoon based very loosely on the um, Matthew Broderick uh, vehicle that made him famous, Godzilla film. That's That's a joke. <laughs> He was already yes. famous before that. Mm. Um, <laughs> but mm. now that I think about it, very kind of similar th- um, kind of thing going on there where it's like, oh, no, a giant monster is attacking. Let's use this sonic pulse to, to summon Godzilla out of the ocean to fight it. <laughs> yeah, you had the big red button, right? You'd hit the button and he'd come up out uh-huh. of the, sp- the ocean research vessel, would summon him up out of the water, and uh, he'd right. you know, destroy whatever... Uh, ecological disaster was about to happen. Mm-hmm. So well before Captain Planet. Yeah. There's a lot of waxing and waning of cartoons uh, in Saturday morning, but I have to say, and this was what was, this would be, I, I was out of college at this point. So this is the tail end of Saturday morning cartoons, but uh, Fox showed a cartoon that just immediately fell in love with on Saturday mornings. And that is the tick. Heck yeah. He's big. He's blue, he's mighty, and it was hilarious. And suddenly created a love affair for a superhero I'd never even heard of before. <laughs> speaking <laughs> talk of, about uh, speaking of previous shows, yeah, uh, we, we did a whole episode <laughs> on The Tick way back when. Uh, but That's go ahead and talk about theme songs. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, The Tick had definitely one of those theme songs that would get stuck in your head. That's true. I actually have it on MP3 on my phone. It pops up every so often when I'm shuffling music. <laughs> I should change that to my ringtone. <laughs> yeah. You know, the other the other one that I remember the uh, theme song was the Hong Kong Fui theme song. Oh, yeah. Number um, one uh-huh. action guy was, or number one super guy. Number one super guy. Yep. Or Danger Mouse, which was uh, oh, an Australian gosh. or British. Somewhere British. I don't know if it's Australian or New Zealand, but um, British. Uh, I could have. Sw- <laughs> Are you sure? Positive. It was 100%. British. Okay. Yes, because he lived in a very British. He lived in a red uh, mailbox. Postbox. Yeah, uh, I meant where it was made, not not, on not where it was based. <laughs> but but okay. Um, yeah. Um, so anyway, yes, that also had a, a great theme song, and uh, oh my gosh. You know, some did. Like, um, what was the other mouse that flew around? Oh, mighty mouse. mighty mouse. Uh, Mighty, Mighty Mouse. Yes, there you go. Had quite the theme song, too, if Here I remember I correctly. To save and, the day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that reminded me of the Hercules, the Hercules cartoon, too, that I used to watch. Uh, 
And then, of course, there were quite a few misses, I would think. Uh, One of the big disappointments I had was uh, Star Wars droids and Ewoks, which I thought, hey, cool, Star Wars cartoon. Oh, it's a little kid show. I might have just been too old for it. All right. Well, I will say this. Ewoks, I will agree with you. Droids, I felt added in weird places, added some very interesting Star Wars lore. But mm. for the most part, yeah, okay, it was it was not great. <laughs> I found the Smurfs kind of disappointing. <laughs> it's like I'm like this is a Speaking world that I should should like, right? I'm like, oh, this this should be right. you know right up my alley of you know weird little dudes going around living their life, being generally happy, and uh, you know uh, in a magical mystical world with wizard and whatnot. And I just found it sort of disappointing. I was I was so into the Smurfs when I was little. I have I suspect I still have like some of my little Smurf like whatever they're called, the little little in action figures Boy that things. they made. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we have a Funko Pop of the Ganap Smurf, which was an episode where Gargamel <laughs> fed them something, they turned purple and all they could do was jump around and say Ganap. So for whatever reason my wife and I remembered <laughs> that and when Funko came out with Funko <laughs> Pop for it, we're like, Well, we gotta get that. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry, I totally forgot. Uh, you know, we were talking about Shazam and Isis and all those live action shows. I forgot about Jason yes. of Star Command. Do you remember Jason of Star Command? You know, another Star Wars no. ripoff type show. Yeah, it's, um, it's, that sounds amazing. <laughs> unremarkable, other than the fact that, you know, you just could never get enough Star Wars. So you had. Uh, he, he was sort of dressed, he looked like Han Solo kind of dude. Yep. Yep. And he had a pet robot, of course. And uh, James Duhon, I think, was actually in it. Uh, anyway. Yeah. This sounds I'll like know. a show that I, I, I should have watched, but I don't remember it. It, it really is this kind of show you should have watched. <laughs> um, huh. No, I mean, it, and I can tell, I'm looking at the pictures right now, and I can tell which one you'd cosplay as, John, so. But um, the robot? No, no, no. Well, now, see, well, now so I got to check that. Aren't, there are full episodes on uh, YouTube, so knock yourself out. And, I mean, it's everything you'd expect uh, a late 70s post-Star Jesus. Wars show to be. I think they probably rated some sci-fi stuff from uh, huh. Space 1999 or Flash Gordon or whatever. <laughs> but uh, Oh, wow. Anyway, it, it definitely has that Flash Gordon, you know, Logan's Run sort of aesthetic. Yes. Oh, so that that reminds me of um, I don't remember the the name of the the company that put it out, but I want to say there was a point where if you waited long enough and you watched all the good cartoons, you would eventually get the really bizarre, almost like Ralph Bakshi type of things. And one of them was mm-hmm. um, the Flash Gordon cartoon which I don't think was necessarily intended for children when it came out. It was very, um, in a, in a, at a time when everything had to be very episodic, this was very much not and had a bit more of a realistic vibe to it as far as the animation style. Yeah. There's, there's that. And like you said, at the end of the, of the line, you sort of either faded into, these aren't really for kids uh, or just for kids uh-huh. or to more of the live action stuff. Or in the morning when you first got up and the channels were right, that was something right. that else that used to happen. Kids is that the channels would just stop, right? They're just like, okay, it's 10 midnight <laughs> yes. or whatever it is. And, and this channel doesn't exist anymore until like 7am or 6am. And mm-hmm. uh, in the first few things that they would show Saturday morning were basically, I think just to prove that we're alive and that the channel is <laughs> happening and, and that, that all of our equipment is still working. It didn't all die overnight because some of the first things that they showed pre um, Saturday morning cartoons actually getting into their groove were the worst of the worst. They're like, nobody's up this early. If you're watching, it's just cause you need noise in the house. And, uh, you know, we're going to start off with the, the flag and, uh, the, uh, the national anthem or whatever. And then, (laughs) 
and then really bad stuff. And I think that as they were getting to the end of a programming block, that's also when they would throw things out. like, Oh, everybody here is either passed out into a sugar coma or mm-hmm. is, uh, is left into the restroom or is so insane at this point from whatever they've been consuming that, uh, that it doesn't matter right. what the content is. And yeah. Right. And, that, and it started yeah, off that, yeah. that time too. And that's when, when things like um, it was before, before we really, a lot of people were catching on to reading rainbow. There was a, CBS had some sort of, um, it was a show about reading. So of course they had cartoons about certain books. And I remember how to eat fried worms and bonicula and a few other of the books from that time being animated on that show. And that was usually one of those. It's like, maybe you'll get to watch the show or maybe sports will come on. Who knows? <laughs> yes. So I think or remember it's something band. newsworthy. had happened. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. That was the Sunday morning stuff. Was there was a lot of that bandstand stuff, I think. Wasn't that like or Sunday afternoon? You would yeah, get that or was that Saturday afternoon or whatever? Yeah. I remember it Saturday. I guess we do because that's usually because that was like, all right, time to turn the TV off and go outside and play with my the toys based off the cartoons I just watched. <laughs> right. Oh, and so how often <laughs> did you start off with a completely clean living room and then as the morning <laughs> went on, it was like bowl of cereal here? Um, bag of chips over there. All of your toys have been dragged out into the living room to reenact <laughs> the things as they're going on. Um, oh, yeah. And devastation. And your your mom would eventually come in or whoever and say, how did this happen? When I went to bed, this was a put together room and everything was where it should be. And now, disaster area. <laughs> your mother was much more articulate than mine. <laughs> mine <laughs> no, no. That's just I'm Loud projecting now. Simple, simple sentences yeah. for me to understand. Yeah. So I think there's two shows yes. that we certainly can't not mention. Uh, one of which okay. is, of course, Scooby Doo, which continues to, yes. on to this day. Mm. Uh, mm. Yeah, always, yeah, yeah. always enjoyed Scooby Doo. Let you learn that you can't trust strangers. Uh, but well, uh, <laughs> and the, and the property developers are almost universally bad. You know, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Old man, Never anybody, trust old man Johnson. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but then the second one would, of course, be Super Friends. So long oh, yeah. before Marvel, you had oh yeah had the Super Friends, and then eventually the Legion of Doom. And uh, while it was relatively sanitized, uh, it was still reasonably comic book accurate for the characters. So I uh, uh-huh. I watched so much Super yeah. Friends. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh wow. That's yeah. true. And so and also what I think is that that sort of one of the legacies of of all of this is you get to um uh the the hey we're taking old stuff and we're repackaging it into either groups of things mm-hmm. uh, or we're completely redoing it. So Space Ghost was a serious cartoon for a brief period. And then eventually they they retired them, if I remember correctly, and mm-hmm. uh, then and then they did Space Ghost Coast to Coast, uh, and and that was kind of weird, is to see old characters from Saturday morning cartoons appearing later, as if oh well that job didn't work out, so I'm having to do another job, and 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 stuff. Or, yeah, it's funny. Or ones where I they, could they not. Compi- I could not mentally make that shift. So I never watched coast to coast. Cause it was like, it, it, I, I just couldn't make the shift. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Or they would do the big crossover events, you know, mm-hmm. where the, the Hannah, the laugh Olympics, oh, yeah. laugh Olympics was one of my favorite things of all time. So when I was a kid, uh, laugh Olympics, and then the race one, what was it? The, uh, the wacky, wacky racers. Or wacky racers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they're all different teams doing a race, and different teams would win. And of course, the dastardly somebody or others would always try and sabotage the other racers. This is before we we started calling everything a um, something or other universe. You know, this, oh, so this yeah. would have been the Hanna Barbera cartooniverse or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it was weird that there were so many shows about cars. And I guess not so many, mm-hmm. but it felt like as America was sort of growing into the super highway, every city is built around cars sort of thing. 
you know, you would get like Speed Buggy and what were some of the other car shows? Something in Chopper. Oh, there was. There's a motorcycle with Chopper. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're right. And then there was a Turbo Teen, who was this kid who would, uh, if if something hot fell on him, he would turn into a car. But if something cold fell on him, he would turn back into his teenage form. Yes. We before we started this, um, there was we were looking at another. I can't even remember what it was. Um, it was the red car. It was like what Speedy and the Chopper Bunch or something like that. Yeah. There's a bunch of them, but there's some really famous cars that, that hit, hit in cartoon, cartoon lands. And, uh, I guess the wacky racers sort of helped, help push that. But, um, speed racer, not a car Saturday morning mm-hmm. cartoon, but became one here in the U S and, uh, the mystery machine so forth like that. And, and of course the f- most famous early one of all, uh, is from, uh, Flintstones, the Flintstone. Mobile. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> The 10 Greatest Animated Cars of All Time. Oh, my gosh. It's a feature on car, car and driver, uh, the Car and Driver <laughs> website. But, hmm. uh, all right, enough of that. I'm sorry. I just, I thought it was weird because when we were looking at this, I was like, why was there this rash <laughs> of car of car-related things? I'm like, oh, this was all when America was turning anti-pedestrian and anti-mass right. transit. And um, they're like, oh, let's do cars. And I, I wonder how much that was paid for by, you know, car companies. Like, yeah, we'll sponsor this or well, it's, whatever. Yeah, right. It, it's kind of like how, like, in the in the 90s, you started having a, a slew of, of shows with the word cyber in front of it or things where it's like, you know, uh, oh, this, this kid typed in this weird code on a computer and a Coke fell on it and he got zapped into the internet and gained superpowers. I always hated when that a happened. Cartoon called, <laughs> so that's a little reference <laughs> to a cartoon called called Freakazoid, which um, if you haven't checked out Freakazoid, you should check out Freakazoid. I don't know if it was a Saturday morning cartoon, but it was wacky. Right. Well, is there anything else we want to talk about cartoon related or shall we all talk about something that is a new cartoon that we've watched and are reasonably excited about? So I have a new cartoon that I watched and was reasonably excited about, although it's a rehash mm. of an old cartoon. So how's that? <laughs> uh Oh, <laughs> so in the, uh, I guess it was not too long ago, five, 10 years ago, they did yet another Looney Tunes series. And this one was called the Looney Tunes show on cartoon network. And it was so much it was just really good. They, they've since done another new one, like the new Looney Tunes show or something, but the Looney Tunes show was two seasons long. And basically Bugs was living his Bugs life in a house. And Daffy essentially becomes a couch surfer there and just kind of lives with him because Daffy's just uh, un- incapable of holding a job. And Bugs has got this crazy girl, obsessive girlfriend, Lola, and they live next door to like Yosemite Sam and stuff. So they take all the characters and they just sort of put them in kind of sitcom situations. But it gets so funny, so crazy. Like at one point, Bugs and Daffy are arrested and Bugs is happy just to do his time in jail. But Daffy wants to escape and they're chained together. So Daffy escapes. And at some point, Daffy claims he's a wizard and lightning hits the the... <laughs> The shackles and they open up and he's like, I am a wizard. He's like, am I going to be a good wizard or an evil wizard, evil wizard. <laughs> and then that joke actually carries through the rest of the series. Uh, at some one episode, he's getting business cards that say Daffy duck wizard. And, and I mean, it was just that kind of humor. So, and then interspersed were songs and just goofy, stupid songs like Elmer singing about grilled cheese and stuff. But, oh my gosh, they, it is just so worth your time to watch. So if you have an opportunity to go find the Looney Tunes show, I strongly, strongly recommend it. I really love the musical elements that the Looney Tunes worked in with some regularity. That's, that's good to hear that someone's still singing about grilled cheese. I think. Yes. And that's how we <laughs> learned about classical music, right? <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. It was cheap for them was glorious for us. Indeed. John, how about yourself? Uh, well, well, probably the most current thing that I'm watching that I'm really enjoying, um, of course, it's Transformers, but it's uh, Transformers Into the Cyberverse, I think is what it's called, or it's Bumblebee Into the Cyberverse. Um, 
it's, is this the one you're not recommending or the one you are recommending? No, I, I am, I am recommending this. Uh, you can also watch it on Netflix, but it's, it's much better than the one that Netflix actually produced. Um, like so many things. It's a lot of fun. There's, a, there's a, just a huge diverse cast in the show and that makes it fun. And the, even the bad guys are just super fun. So it really gives me some, some good um, old school beast wars vibe. And it seems weird calling saying old school beast wars. But, uh, <laughs> yes, it does. Yes, it does. Um, all right. Well, I've, I've got actually two things to talk about, one of which relates sort of more back towards what we were talking about previously. But first, I'm going to say that I've been watching Amphibia in bits and starts on uh, uh, Disney. Um, And I mean, I hate giving Disney money, but they're making so much stuff that I like um, that it's okay. (laughs) And so Amphibia is uh, someone's been transported to another world, sort of like an owl house. um, And uh, they're trying to figure out how to get back home ish and living their life amongst toads and frogs and snails and bugs and all that. Uh, and so if you're huh. looking for another just wackiness and it sort of feels like it's the kind of show where um, they might also sort of cross over with Owl House and um, uh, Gravity Falls at some point uh, because it's the animation style is not too different from any of that. Uh, the storylines sort of uh, feel like eh, it's just weird enough and there's enough hints at magic and oddness that it could all go together. And uh, yeah, so I like it. It's, it's pretty neat. And every episode is two episodes. There's two stories in each episode. And so you can get it in short bites and I'm making sure just not to binge it. It's like, Oh, I'll watch an, a uh, whole episode of two stories here or there and enjoying it sort of in that way. And the other thing that I watched recently Uh, which is not one I'm recommending, but one that you all have to know about. And it's the new chip and Dale rescue Rangers movie. Uh, Also on Disney. Have either of you seen this movie? I've seen ads for it. It is, it is in my queue, but I have not watched it yet. (laughs) All right. So it is exceptionally mediocre all the way through, right? There is nothing about the quality of the writing or the timing that is amazing. However, especially uh, for the three of us on this show, and I imagine a lot of our listeners, it has so many references to properties that you go, how did they decide get the rights to, to put that into a show? Because I know that, that that's a DC thing. That's not a Marvel thing. And since it's on hmm. Disney, you're expecting that any references that they're going to be making is going to be, you know, poking fun at, at Marvel stuff because Marvel's not afraid to poke fun at itself. Um, and there are pre, uh, you know, there are black and white cartoons that you'll recognize from. There's, I don't know if you remember the uh, the cartoonist Crumb or whatever. You see a character from him that has to have been lifted straight from one of those, from one of his stuff. Uh, they, uh, the villain of the piece, uh, sort of highlights one of Disney's tragedies that, uh, they didn't take care of one of their actors way back when. And, um, in the real world, that actor, you know, was basically found dead in a park or something, uh, having overdosed of cocaine, but that's the character that they've chosen to have be a main character <laughs> in this show. Um, the, the whole the whole mystery and everything that's going on gets explained pretty quickly. And you're like, this is where Disney's going and what they're demonizing. Okay. That makes a lot of sense, but geez, I can't believe you all went there. Um, and, uh, especially when you think of, Hey, they put their, their actors and stuff into like 17 film contracts or, or whatever. So it is well-made it's, it sort of follows on the, uh, uh, legacy of things like Roger Rabbit, where there's a hybrid of, of cartoon and real life. Only they not only do cartoons in real life, they also do 3D animation, cartoons, real life, um, and and just such a wide variety of stuff. And the physical craftsmanship, I use that phrase, that's not, that's not the right word, but the actual craftsmanship of getting everything onto <laughs> frame and everything in there and so much stuff happening in the background and stuff, that is all really amazing. 
But what you're not going to do is laugh out loud and be really impressed by the timing and the jokes that are being told. You're going to be like, huh, yeah, that was, that was pretty obvious, but I guess they did that okay or whatever. But what you're going to love is seeing all the other characters. And I don't even want to go into which, which other ones are there, but you know, it's, it is very surprising and it may even get a rewatch from me just based on the, I want to see what all they actually put in here. But because I was watching with my wife, I couldn't pause and get a frame shot and say, okay, I understand all of these things. Let's move on to the next one. Um, and, and I think I may want to do that with a movie, but it's not because the movie was actually great. So you will find it. Huh? That's interesting. Probably as often as I did. So that's why I'm recommending it. Very cool. Cool. I feel like I killed it. Is everyone dead? <laughs> yes, Donald. Sheesh. We've hit, we've, we've reached <laughs> the end of our Saturday morning cartoons. We're ready to go do stuff now. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, we're in sugar coma town. Yep. Sure. It's time, time to go outside and spin around for hours before we, uh, collapse. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> Well, I, so I guess the one thing I have to say is it is surprising looking back on these, how many I go, oh, I really liked that as a kid. Boy, that's probably problematic today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. With, with some of these cartoons. So anyway, go enjoy yourself some <laughs> great cartoons. Let us Let us know what cartoons you have found in the world that are exciting or fun. And if you've enjoyed any of the ones that we've recommended either before or after we recommended, please talk to us about them over at the Facebook group, because we like talking about stuff. Uh, You may not know that after what, how many years of podcasting uh, with us? It's been since 2007 for at least Eric and myself. And Hey John, when did you start podcasting? That's a very good question. It's, I would say it's probably 2012. That's probably when I started podcasting. That sounds about right. So yeah, we've got, uh, got decades of podcasting experience here. Uh, so we like to talk. So come talk to us about what you've been watching. Um, and if there's anything you think we should talk about or cover on the show, uh, for, for, for our fortnightly, please, uh, recommend it to us. John, where can you be found? Uh, check me out on, swarmcastpodcast.com for all your swarmcast podcasting needs um mm-hmm. yeah eric eric dewey.com great place to find me all right um well uh, that's it i'm donald dennis uh, you can find out uh, more about inverse genius the folks who create the shows and our other fine shows over at inversegenius.com. You can also head over to our Facebook group and, uh, and talk, chat with us there. So uh, guys, thank you for talking about cartoons, but uh, time to change the channel. Goodbye, everybody. It's my changing channel noise. That is good. That, like that's it. a good one. Um, yeah. No, I don't think I ever want to record this early again is what I'm getting at. Unless everybody. <laughs> Ultra caffeinated. So, uh, right. I literally roll. I should that. stop. That's it for this episode of the Inverse Genius Podcast. The Inverse Genius Podcast is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution Non Commercial No Derivatives 3.0 license. Thank you.